Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to sharing with you some things that I've learned. Have you considered your pets in your preparations? You have them, you love them, you want to take good care of them, and you do take good care of them. And having um, deliberate, purposeful preparations for them obviously is a necessity. So we're going to get into that today. So this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I'm your host, Wendy Birkin, and I'm very grateful that you're here. Just for reference, my family has three dogs, a cat, and that's what lives in the house. Um, we do have chickens and pigs, So, but for this episode, we're going to be discussing um, domestic animals, so dogs, cats ferrets, hamsters, gerbils, not sure what else other people have as far as pets. We only have the two kinds, the dogs and the cats. So I'll be focused most on them, but all everything I'm talking about is applied to other domestic animals as well. Okay, so when back in um, the fall of 2022 here in Florida, we had a hurricane blow through and I, I, I honestly was not prepared. I thankfully we didn't have to evacuate. Our home was, we sustained very little damage. I think we had a tree fall down and some limbs, things like that, but we didn't have to, to leave. Everything is good, but it got me thinking, what if I had to leave? I'm got to take my animals with me. Now, our dogs, we have two little dogs. They're poodles. Well, they're poodle mixes, and the big dog is a golden doodle. So we have big, big, giant dog and two little fluffy dogs. So these dogs, and, and we have a cat, these animals are part of our family, and I need to protect them and take good care of them, regardless of if it's a time of peace or a time of fear. So first of all, what I'm going to talk about is having a preparedness emergency kit, you know, like a bug out bag, 72 hour kit for your animals. If you can have one for each animal, that would be ideal. If you can't, like I said, ap apply the principles and you'll be, at least you'll be a little bit further ahead, right? So on my website, uh, you can download this PDF that I'm going to be referring to as far as a checklist for items to prepare, to put together for your animal. And you can go to joyfullyprepared.com backslash pets, P-E-T-S, and that will get you what I'm referring to today. So first and foremost, um, we talk about food. Uh, 
three to three to five days in an airtight waterproof container. If your dog eats dry, your dog or cat, your animal eat dry food, then, you know, get a Tupperware, get something, a Rubbermaid, something like that, where you can put three to five days. You can put all of it in one thing. You can divide it up. You can be as creative as you need to. I, I can see using like a freezer Ziploc bag, like a freezer one, you know what I mean? And put those because it's a little thicker quality um, plastic and you can use that too. Either however it'll fit best into the bag that you have for them. You'll need, you'll need a bowl or a dish. You can find collapsible bowls that are made out of silicone. I recommend that. Also for the water, you'll need a bowl or a dish, especially for the water, because of course you can't just put water on the ground. The food, you can put it on the ground and they would be fine. You're going to want to have about five days of bottled water. And the reason why I say five days versus three to five, like I did with the food, is because they're going to need water. Um, even if it's not just to drink, but maybe they need, you need to wash something off their eyes. Maybe there's a wound and you would have built in a little extra water in your, in your prep kit. So per animal, this is what I'm talking about. Not for all your animals. So for per animal, the food and water, three to five days for food, five days for water and bowls for them to, to be able to drink out of. Um, second medicine, if your animal has any, is on any kind of medication, see if you can get up to two weeks supply of their medication and store that in a waterproof container as well. I'm pretty sure prescription bottles are airtight and waterproof, but I would probably just take their prescription medication if it's in one of those, you know, regular medicine bottles and put it in a plastic bag, like I said, and seal it up so that it's waterproof is for sure um if the animal is um has to go to somewhere else and can't stay with you for whatever reason have a copy of the dosing schedule for that medication so that um another caretaker can read it and administer the medication accordingly i also recommend having and knowing how to use herbal remedies as well now you're going to need a travel bag um, to put everything in, just like you use some sort of a bag for your personal 72-hour kit. They, I, and I'll reference this in my show notes, and I believe it's on, yep, it's on my, this PDF, where I got mine on Amazon. I just got this nice little um, travel bag, and it has slots for the food and the water and for the leash different things like that. So they make specific travel bags for dogs and cats. I'm sure you can use that for whatever other animal you have. Have a crate and a carrier or a carrier for your animal. If you can have one for each pet, again, that's ideal. Um, you want to include some grooming items like a brush, shampoo, pet-friendly wipes, just to, just to take care of them. Okay, we need to have a first aid kit for these little sweetie pies too. Get a book on animal first aid. They can get into things, especially when they're out of their element. 
they we don't know what you may end up at a shelter with them they could get into something you know lots of different things can happen in an emergency situation so have a book on animal first aid especially for the pets that you're you specifically have have some gauze non-stick tape pet shampoo tweezers small scissors flashlight blanket flashlight why wendy well if you need to look at something closer with light you know that's the reason <laughs> I, hope that, I don't mean to sound um i because at first when i saw that i was like why do we need a flashlight for an animal well it's not bad to have an extra flashlight but number two you may need to look at something a little closer if they got hurt um have a blanket for them antibiotic ointment a styptic powder that's um helps to stop bleeding and activate a charcoal for poison exposure. You can give that to them. Of course, you need a collar with an ID tag, a harness, harness and a leash. So even so you have your ID tag, all these things, double that. So have extra of each one and put them in your travel bag. You'll have one to use uh, for the dog or the cat, however you're handling your animal and um have a second one in case something happens have a copy of your pet's information and medical records in a waterproof container that can be a plastic bag and, and put it on a usb drive as well so that you can have it electronically the id tag should contain name phone number and any urgent medical needs I like this one. Have a recent photo of your pet. Put it in the bag. Print it out and put it in the bag. And include um, a photo with you and your pet, a recent one. This will establish ownership so that if anybody has anything to say about it, if she, if your your little sweetheart gets lost or something, that you can say, no, this is my this is my puppy, this my cat, whatever. Um, having a a photo of your animal also allows you to create a, a lost um, flyer if we need to put lost animal type flyer so have those things as well all right we're almost done sanitation needs cats need litter in a litter box you can even buy i don't know if there are collapsible litter boxes i'm not real familiar with that um, but you can buy a disposable um, aluminum roasting pan just go to the dollar store and they have them for a dollar 25 <laughs> and just have that as your uh, uh litter box for your and that way you're not waste wasting spending a lot of money and this can just be thrown away have some newspapers again to have put down in crates whatever paper towels trash bags liquid soap disinfectant spray um so that you can clean up for them also Include some familiar items for your, your pet, some toys, a blanket, bedding, treats, uh, chew toys for dogs. Um, my dogs love these elk antlers. It's like their best friend. They fight over it. It's really funny. In fact, the golden doodle, he's still a puppy. He's just a year old. And the other two dogs are older. And we have three different antlers. And... <laughs> So I guess there's a favorite antler. I don't know. Anyway, when the oldest dog, P 
Piper, when she gets hold of that, well, either one, when the other two dogs get hold of that, the big golden doodle will just stand there and, and cry like a baby, like a toddler. He just whines and whines until he gets that antler back. It's really kind of funny, actually. So have things like that. In fact, you may even want to um, give them some, like prepare, give them some toys a blanket, something along those lines that they can put their smell on, the family smell, chew up a toy, something like that, and then put those after they've used them for three or four weeks or whatever and put those in the travel bag because then it'll be very familiar to them. Uh, Treats, if you put treats in there, just make sure that they're airtight, waterproof, put in a plastic bag, that's fine. I always recommend the freezer bags just because they're a heavier duty quality um, bag of plastic, but make sure you kind of rotate those out because, and the same thing with the food, every three or four months, just rotate that food and those treats out so that it's not getting yucky or stale because we want them to be healthy. That's a, that's an easy exchange. Some other um, ideas consider microchipping your pet. Always keep your pet up to date on its vaccines um, and that you have that medical record as well that this is this dog is okay um, because if you have to go to a shelter or place them in a kennel of some sort or whatever, another facility, they probably will require that your animal is up to date on its vaccines. Cats, have a pillowcase. and If you need to catch a cat, you can put them in a pillowcase. Have toys, scoopable litter, and like I said, a disposable aluminum roasting pan. Dogs, have an extra leash, toys, chew toys, and a week's worth of cage liner, like um, paper towel, newspaper is probably the best. So that's the list. I mean, it's not that, that's not that, um, heavy duty of the list. And I'm sure we could add more things. And if you have ideas, I would love to hear them. I'm always looking to expand my knowledge and ways to be prepared. So if you have other ideas of what we can do for our animals, I would love, love for you to uh, send me an email um, and let me know what you think. the swamp drawer where all good produce goes to die dun 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 we couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages we certainly can't afford it now recession proof your grocery budget learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste for more information about my simple and easy container gardening course where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables Go to JoyfulPrepContainerGarden.com. Okay, so you've evacuated with your your animal. Couple ideas too when you're evacuating. Practice, practice evacuating. Make sure you know where your um, dogs, your pets, travel cases. Practice grabbing it, putting the harness or the, the collar leash together and putting your animal in the car. Or if you're, if, a, if it's a cat, practice catching him or her, putting him or her in the crate, or the, I guess a carrier for a cat. And, um, 
and, and putting them in the car and driving around with them, getting them used to that. Um, as far as the dogs, take them out of the car, have them go pee somewhere, you know, outside of where you live, you know, practice that, just drive around a little bit. So they get used to being in the car. Some of you don't have to worry about that. A lot of cat dogs enjoy being, um, being in the car. Cats, not so much. <laughs> when we moved down to Florida uh, about a year ago, um, this is what my veterinarian told me to do. Um, actually, she prescribed some medication that helped the animals um, relax. So you can also reach out to your vet and ask them for something along those lines. And you can keep that in the pet carrier as well, your travel bag. If, if they need something, I don't remember the names of the medication that she prescribed for them, but it worked very well. The cats had no problem, actually. We put them in their carrier and we had two cats at the time and they came right on down and didn't have a problem at all. They were, they were super easy. The dogs were easy too. We didn't really have any problems at all. Um, also know where your pet might hide if he or she is stressed, especially these cats. Something's going on. Do you know where your cat might be so that you can catch it and, and evacuate it? Okay, so you've evacuated them. And um, now you have, and everything, everything's back. It's not back to normal, but you get to return home. So here are a couple of ideas as far as helping your animal um, feel, you know, be okay and, um, come back into the home. You need to go around and check if, if your, if your house is fine, then obviously everything's okay. Probably don't need to, you don't need to check this, but if it's something where it, a hurricane or earthquake, I don't know, any natural disasters, um, crazy stuff happens. Good gosh, crazy stuff happens all the time. So, but go in, check your home, make sure there's no sharp objects, spilled chemicals, um, um, any kind of exposed wiring um, so that you protect both your family and your pet pets from injury. So those are some ideas for you. Um, the animal itself may struggle with in in the case where maybe there's damage or something something kind of funky happened at home, this is if it if you just get to go right back home, probably don't need to worry about this as much. But um, animals can get fearful. They um, I had a dog who was scared to death of thunderstorms. Absolutely, she was my outside dog, my livestock guardian dog. And when we moved to Florida. She, there were fire, fireworks and thunderstorms freaked her out. And so she would have to come in and, and rest and be with us in order to, to deal with that. She wasn't like that in New Jersey. So the, the change of location kind of set her little senses off a little bit. So be aware of that. Um, make sure that they're settling down and monitor them before you let them go, you know, back in your home. Um, if they are injured, I doesn't, I don't, I agree with the idea that regardless of how much that dog loves you and how gentle and peaceful that dog or animal is, 
if if that animal is injured, be very, very careful as you're handling him or her. He can scratch you or bite you, whatever. And there's no reason, like, it's not like he hates you. It's just that he's wounded. He's scared. Um, don't try to hug them necessarily. They don't really want, they're trying to deal with their fear and their injury. So again, stay, keep them away from your face, your mouth, your eyes, especially. Um, if you do have to look at their injury, be really gentle, very slow. You're not in any hurry. Make sure that they, you know, know that you love them and, you know, talk to them calmly. If, if they need to, um, take them to the vet if they need that. Okay. So. Also, just to to keep you safe, always wash your hand after um, hands after handling your pet. Um, it's food or it's waste, the poo poo and the pee pee. Because <laughs> I'm a third grader, <laughs> um, don't let your pet lick your hand, um, lick your hands or your face. Um, we don't know what water they may have been drinking, different things like that. So just be careful with that. Keep your pet up to date on all vaccinations and heartworm flea and tick preventatives. Practice safe handling of your pet because your pet may behave differently during a stressful situation. So you're going to have to stay calm. Um, disasters and fear-based events, those don't really bring out the calm in us. They just don't. But remember, you have stewardship over your animal and you owe that animal the the love and the consideration and respect of staying calm yourself, especially while you're handling him or her. Um, if you need to leave um, them in the crate, leave them in the crate where you can cool down or figure out what you need. And you not, you don't have to worry about your animal. He's safe and sound in his crate or carrier. Um, keep your pet. I just said that keep your pet in a carrier or on a leash. Always have the animal on a leash, especially when you bring them back home. If there's um, down trees or wires, things like that, keep them on the leash and take them out purposefully versus letting them out in the yard. We let our dogs out in the yard to, to go to the bathroom. But in, in a case like that, we would need to keep them on a leash so we could guide them around and keep them safe. Um, any bite wounds, uh, report to a medical personnel. Properly keep clean and disinfect cages and litter boxes. Wash your pet's bedding regularly. Avoid stagnant water, especially after flooding occurring after natural disasters. So here's the thing with that. And it goes on to say, don't allow pets to, pets to play in or drink contaminated water. Chemical spills. Um, if there's flooding, there's always going to be poo-poo in the water. Just going to say it like that. It's the truth. There's always going to be poo-poo in the water if there's any kind of flooding. Be very careful what you let your animal um, drink. And another reason why you don't want them licking your hand, your face and your hands, because that can, you know, get on you as well and cause some problems. So be very, you know, aware of what's going on around you. It's, an, it's another layer for sure. Having an animal, taking good care of it during a disaster I think, though, that as you prepare a bug out bag for them, have these extra collars and ID tags, 
put pictures together, different things like that. Have things on your phone too, but if you can't get to your phone, if, if it's destroyed battery, have things, you know, in paper so that you can have it available to show, show people if necessary, or like I said, print a photo or, or um, photocopy it so that you can put out a lost or found, lost and found flyer for your animal. But I think this is a this is needed for your animals because I know some people um, ha only have animals. This is, these are their children, their babies. And my I love my my puppies. Well, they're not puppies. Uh, Piper's uh, nine or ten years old now. So um, I love my dogs. I want nothing bad to happen to any of my animals. So I'm gonna I'm going to do better at at, at can. Pulling, compiling things together so that I can take, make sure that they're taken care of. It's, it's so, sometimes I think prep, prepping is super easy. And sometimes I think it's just hard. I'll just say that it's not always easy for me. Um, and this is another layer that, although I, I'm aware of it, I haven't really put a lot of effort into it. So, um, we're all in the same boat, probably. We'll just do stuff a little bit at a time. I think prepping for an animal is a lot easier than prepping for a human, quite frankly. They don't need um they don't need the kind of like shoes, for instance. <laughs> they need water and food, but they're pretty um they don't really need variety when it comes to food, whereas we think we need to have all these different varieties of food, which, you know, I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully that was a helpful. Um, podcast. Remember, you can go to my website, website joyfullyprepared.com backslash pets to get this um, bug out bag checklist for your, your animal. And um, I'd love for you to have come over and join my free Facebook group. And that is on Facebook. Just look up for Joyfully Prepared. You can also go to the link, which is joyfulprepgroup.com. And that will get you where you want to go and when you can come hang out with us. And I would really love that. That would be fun to have you. So thank you again. I hope you have a lovely day and I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.